Today is Monday, March the 21st, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, I break down just what went wrong of the weekend as South kind of falls to Tennessee in all three ball games by scores of eight to three, five to two, and 10 to nothing in a series sweep on Rocky Top. Guys, I'll break down the series and again, just what went wrong for the Yardcocks in its entirety. We'll talk key takeaways. Also, I'll hand out the ooh, ooh award for the series MVP. We'll also talk slap big of the weekend, who's hot, who's not. And I'll talk what's next for South Carolina baseball as well. Also, guys, tons of other stuff to get into, including how about women's basketball advancing to the Sweet 16, picking up a pair of victories over the weekend over Howard and Miami. Also, the Sean Miller saga that took social media by storm as he chooses Xavier and South kind of still left scrambling for their head basketball coaching vacancy. Also, finally, we've got your listener questions, guys. A packed show for you here on this Monday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by the Spurs Up Show Store. Guys, TSUS.store, the best game, Cox merchandise on the internet for all your merchandise needs, including t-shirts, hoodies, pullovers, long sleeves, tank tops, koozies, stickers, flags, you name it, we got it. Everything you need to get your Gamecocks merchandise fixed. Again, guys, that's over at TSUS.store. TSUS.store, the best Gamecocks merchandise on the internet. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. today to begin this week good old therapy monday and unfortunately it's a feeling that i have become all too accustomed to when it comes to south carolina athletics but we're here 95 percent of the challenge or so in life is just showing up we are here licking our wounds counting our losses 
and persevering together. Folks, happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show. As always, appreciate you all tuning in. Hope you had a fantastic weekend, no matter what you were doing. Obviously, St. Patty's. I'm sure many of you were out. I'm sure many of you were watching college basketball all weekend as well. You know, this is probably one of the toughest days of the year for sports fans. Uh, besides the obvious of fighting the, the hangover, if you will, when you're back in the office, you're back on the job, you're back doing whatever today on this Monday and Obviously, I think most people spend all weekend a St. Paddy's Day weekend going pretty crazy, but uh, especially for sports fans, right? Because we have four consecutive days of just nonstop basketball and, and nonstop sports. There's always something on TV. And now you wake up on this Monday and it's like, man, you kind of feel like there's a letdown because there's not quite as much going on in the sports world. But guys, either way, I'm extremely excited to chat with you all. And again, very, very pumped to talk about everything that went down over the weekend. First things first, guys, we do have a couple of housekeeping items, but I want to start here to my homies in Knoxville that welcomed us, welcomed the Gamecocks with open arms. Uh, I want to say thank you and a shout out to those guys. I'm not sure if they're tuned in today, but either way, um, we had an absolute blast, man. Knoxville was incredible. Um, really, really excited to get up there for a football game, but obviously that was the first time I've gone to any SEC away ballpark. And while the results on the field were not great, um, I'll tell you what, the time we had was awesome, man. Shout out Cool Beans, the bar in Knoxville, probably the coolest bar in that city. At least that's what our buddies were telling us. So uh, we had a blast. We had a really good time. I will tell you this, you know, Tennessee fans obviously are, are something else on Twitter. There's something else on social media. But I thought the Tennessee fans were really, really cool with us. Um, believe it or not, they even rocked with TSUS and loved the show and they loved the banter back and forth on social media. And I guess people are pretty nice to you. Uh, when they're kicking your butt, you know, if we were kicking their butt, I'm not sure. Maybe the, the vibe would have been different. But either way, I'll tell you this, man. Tennessee, those guys up there, man, again, shout out to the homies. They did a great job of hosting us. And we had an absolute blast. So, again, thank you to everyone that I may have interacted with in Knoxville that, uh, you know, we also saw some Gamecocks up there, which was cool. But to all the fine folks in Knoxville, again, I know South Carolina and Tennessee don't like each other, but I thought the fans were incredible. And, again, thank you all so much for making that an enjoyable experience despite – the results on the field. Again, we had an absolute blast. And I, I'd love to go back. I thought Knoxville was a really, really cool city, really cool town. Got to see Neyland Stadium, obviously. I, I'd say Lindsey Nelson Stadium wasn't uh, wasn't great. A um, little bit different of a ballpark. Doesn't compare to Founders, but either way, the city, the vibe, the people, everything, man, I, I, it was an absolute blast. So, again, thank you to the guys, the, the, the homies that hosted us and uh, cannot wait to go back to Knoxville, Tennessee, and, and tear it up once again. But either way, guys, again, a couple housekeeping items, and we will dive into the baseball series. Uh, first things first, on a content update. Content will be same all throughout this week. Um, we will have podcasts, Daily Crow, each and every single day. But on Friday, the podcast – Will be a little bit different. I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do for the Friday podcast because this week's baseball series begins on Thursday. So the Gamecocks take on Bandy, of course, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at Founders Park. Uh, and I don't really want to wait until after game one on Thursday to do like a Friday show because the game doesn't start till seven. And, you know, we'd be up till like 11 or 12 recording and editing and all that. I, I don't know exactly what we'll do for the Friday podcast yet, but there will be a podcast. Of course, guys, like I said, the Daily Crow will rock as normal. So again, just want to let you all know, content will be rocking and rolling this week, full steam ahead, content bleeding out of the eyeballs. Also, just keeping you guys up to date, and by this point, by the time you're hearing the sound of my voice, you may have already seen or heard the news, but I'm thinking this weekend, we've been in talks with Carolina Alehouse. I believe we will be throwing a tailgate for the South Carolina Vanderbilt baseball game 
on Friday. De details to come for that. So again, guys, stay tuned. Also, we are confirmed we will be throwing a watch party at Carolina Ale House in Harbison on Sunday for the Gamecocks game in the Elite Eight. Again, of course, South kind of taking on, uh, I think, the winner of North Carolina and I want to say Arizona. That might be wrong, but either way, uh, they will play a game on Friday in the Sweet 16. Of course, we all assume South Carolina is going to win that ball game. They will then play again on Sunday, and we will throw a watch party for that game. So, again, guys, obviously based on uh, or based off of opponent, who we play, when we play, all that good stuff. The times will vary, but I'm thinking probably sometime in the afternoon, the Gamecocks, you can expect they will play. And again, we will throw a watch party at Carolina Alehouse for that women's basketball game on Sunday. Again, guys, just stay tuned to social media for all those details. You'll see it there. And then finally, of course, guys, do not forget, we're live at 10 Roof on Wednesday, 6 to 8. $3 drafts, $3 rumple, $3 fireball. Great food, great people, great times as well. So come on out to 10 Roof in the Vista, 6 to 8, as we discuss everything around Gamecocks, baseball, basketball, all that good stuff. Of course, it'll be the day before the series starts against Vandy. So we'll have a ton of discussion against always a really, really good time at 10 Roof in the Vista. All right. Let's dive into it. South kind of falls in a series sweep to the seventh-ranked Tennessee Volunteers. Final scores of 8-3 to three on Friday, 5-2 to two on Saturday, and 10-0 on Sunday. And, guys, I, I'm not going to talk your ear off on this show today because I, I think we all know what happened. Um, it, it's, it's, it's very simple. And, like I said, we had a blast in Knoxville. Um, that is despite the results of the game because the results of the game's we're not good, and it really felt like a weekend. You know, there aren't many times in sporting events where you watch a sporting event and you don't really feel like at any point over the course of a game, a series, what have you, that you have a reason to get excited, that you have a reason to get emotional, that you have a reason to get up out your seat and yell and cheer and, and have energy. That's how I felt this weekend, though. I mean, from the first pitch on Friday night to the final out recorded on Sunday, I, South Carolina was dominated. I, they were dominated. It, it, it really felt like it was never close. I mean, again, Saturday you lost by three runs. It never felt like it was really that close. Um, you know, you look back at the series, and Tennessee actually took the lead – I guess they didn't do it in game three, but Tennessee took the lead in games one and game two. In the first inning, it's just a series you never let in, by the way. You were down 3 nothing after two innings on Friday. You were down 3 uh, nothing after three innings on Saturday, and then you were down six. I mean, you, you lost 10 nothings. You were down the entire game. So South Carolina never led this weekend. And obviously, guys, it comes back to hitting. I, I, I think you're pitching for the most part. You know, when you look at Noah Hall, Will Sanders, and Matthew Becker, your starters in the bump, you knew what you were facing in the Tennessee offense. And so if you would have told me, if you would have told me at least on Friday and Saturday that, you know, your starting pitcher, Noah Hall, on Friday holds him to four earned runs, you hold Tennessee to five earned runs total in the Saturday game, and then, you know, the game got away from you late, but Matthew Becker gave you everything you could have asked for and more. He was fantastic. Two earned runs from that young man after five innings pitch. You did enough. Were you perfect on the bump? No. Did the issues of your bullpen, did they show themselves this weekend? Yes, they did. With guys like John Gilreath not throwing very well, Michael Esposito not throwing very well, C.J. Wines not throwing well, Parker Coyne not throwing his best stuff. You know, those issues certainly reared their ugly head. 
But you knew, guys, you knew, you knew coming in the weekend, you were going to have to score. And I'll say this, tip the cap to Tennessee, right? Tip the cap to Tennessee. They've got some studs on the bump. No doubt. They've got studs on the mound. But, but there's just no excuse for what we watched over the weekend. And I understand Gamecock fans' frustrations because it, it just feels like it's been a trend over the last couple of years. You know, when we're swinging it, you know, things are fun, right? But it, it, it just feels like still, right? And, and I told you all before I wasn't worried about the lineup. And, and again, there's a lot of baseball to be played, guys. We got nine more SEC weekends. Again, I know many of you want the knee-jerk reaction. You want to say, fire this guy, fire that guy. And I'm going to get into that in just a second on my feelings on Kingston and all that because I'm certainly not going to dance around that issue. But here's the thing, right? And I got a tweet earlier yesterday that someone told me, you know, when I talked to the post game about this team showing character, okay, showing character. and you know, how the, the results to this point are unacceptable. And I totally agree. But here's the thing, man. You have to show character, right? You have to. Because South Carolina can't just pack it in, guys. There's nine more SEC weekends. There are 27 more SEC games. There's a long season ahead, right? There's a long, long season ahead. There's 37 more baseball games in this season. You can't just pack it in. But something, I mean, something has got to give swinging the sticks. Because, again, the disturbing trend, guys, is this. It is like nails on a chalkboard, us trying to score runs. Like, we make offense look really hard. And Tennessee was a great example this past weekend of what it's supposed to look like at the plate. Tennessee's got a little bit of everything, man. They've got dudes who can go yard. They've got dudes who, who, who put together tough at-bats. They've got dudes who, who know how to hit situationally. they got a bunch of big, strong guys. They hit the baseball really, really hard. They've got studs everywhere, right? And then certainly the bump you saw, too. I mean, dude, Dolander, Beam, those dudes, Chase Burns, those dudes were legit. Those dudes were for real. And, uh, you know, Mark Kingston lauded Tennessee as maybe the best baseball team in all of America. And, you know, maybe he's not wrong. I, I mean, Tennessee's loaded. There aren't really – you don't look at Tennessee and say, oh, well, there's a hole here. There's a question mark there. Uh, they, they are a veteran team with, with talent all over the place. Uh, but, again, you just simply did not do enough. It was back to – it was back to the South Carolina that we saw last year where, as I told you guys before, your biggest problem was this. You just didn't have enough competitive at-bats. I mean, guys, at no point over the weekend, I was talking to my buddies about this all weekend, how often how often did South Carolina make Tennessee pitchers throw stressful pitches? How often did we have runners on base and have traffic on the base pass and, again, make them make pitches and make plays in high-intensity situations? We didn't. We didn't. That, that didn't happen at all. That didn't happen at all, bottom line. Um, and, and I don't, again, I think some of it is tip your cap to Tennessee, but, but what, what, is, what is not clicking offensively? Is it misevaluations in recruiting? Are some of these guys just not as good as we think they are? Which I don't think that's the case, though. Again, you can say whatever you want to say about Texas, right? Say whatever you want, but 
It's the same lineup that did what they did at Texas. That's the same lineup. So I think this lineup obviously is better than what it showed, but I just do not understand what doesn't click offensively for us. I don't understand it. You know what I mean? Again, I still believe this team has, especially when you get Julian Bosnick back, you're going to have the pitching to give yourself a chance every weekend. I'm not saying you've got an elite staff. I'm not saying this is a, you know, a 2010 or 2011 staff by any stretch, but I think you've got enough arms to give yourself a shot. Will you be able to swing it consistently enough, right? Because again, you, you were outclassed, completely outclassed. I, again, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say in every phase of the game because, you know, I thought defensively you played well. I thought your pitchers pitched. I mean, I, at some point, man, you, you got to sway the momentum of a ball game and give your pitchers a shot. Because an offense like Tennessee, they smell blood in the water. I mean, at some point, man, they're going to break out. You saw that in games one and three, especially late in those ball games. Um, and it is wild, guys. I will tell you this. It is wild how things change because Tennessee used to be the punching bag of the SEC. Uh, back in 10 and 11, 12, whatever, that used to be a series you looked at and said, okay, we're going to go sweet, no big deal. Tennessee sucks. And now Tony Vitello, credit to him, man. He's done an incredible job, and, and they're one of the best baseball teams in America. But like I said, guys, like nails on a chalkboard, watching us try to hit a baseball. And I don't understand why that is becoming a common theme, why that is the common theme of the Mark Kingston era. And, and let's move to that, because I think that's what most of you want me to talk about anyways. Um, listen, guys, and everything, this is subject to change. I, I can do whatever I want. I may wake up tomorrow and feel completely different. But right now, and I think this will be the case all year, this is how I feel on Mark Kingston. As I've told you guys before, I don't think there's really any need to kick and scream and go crazy on social media because there is not gray area when it comes to South kind of baseball. Okay. There's not gray area. There's not. You're either winning or you're not. Okay. There's no, well, if we go 500 this and we do this and we. If you're not getting to postseasons and you're not hosting regionals and you're not going to supers and every now and then you're not going to Omaha, guys, there are real championship expectations. And I still view South Carolina as an elite baseball program. You look at the tradition, you look at the history, you look at the facilities, it's an elite program. It should be viewed as such. It should be treated as such, okay? I'm not going to call for Mark Kingston's job 19 games into the year. I'm just simply, guys, not going to do it. Once the season has concluded, we will look back at what happened and how things went, and we will assess and we will go from there. And, guys, you know I will keep it a buck. I will keep it 100. I, I don't have some, some infatuation with Mark Kingston. As I've told you many times, I love Carolina baseball more than I like Mark Kingston. So if I think Mark Kingston is the problem, I will say it. But I don't think there's any value after the first SEC series of the year to spend the rest of the baseball season parading fire Mark Kingston. Again, we know the expectations. We know getting swept at Tennessee is not good enough. I don't care how good Tennessee is. It's a lot of it's the way it happened, guys. I, I picked you to lose two of three. 
I had realistic expectations. But to not only get swept, but get swept in the manner in which you did, getting outscored, what, 23 to 5 over a three-game stretch, and at no point, at no point threatening to take a game. No point. No point did you threaten to even steal a game. To get dominated from Friday to Sunday. You don't need me to tell you that's not acceptable. You don't need me to tell you that's not good enough, right? So I'm not going to make any remarks on Mark Kingston's job status, anything else. The expectations are the expectations, guys. And if you miss the postseason this year, that's not good enough. It's, it's not even remotely close to good enough, okay? And so things could happen. Things could move. And again, I, I will, guys, I will be at the very forefront addressing it. You know I will. You know I'm here when I lose rain or shine. I'm not going anywhere. But I'm just telling you, I'm right now, right now, I'm not going to call for Kingston's job 19 games into the year. But, guys, if you think I'm happy with how things are going, if you think, hey, if, if you think the former players that I've had on my show that I talk to pretty often, if you think they're happy, it, guys, here's a hot take for you. Not even a hot take, but I know many of you don't like Ray Tanner. That's fine. But if you think Ray Tanner's happy with what's going down in our baseball program, bro, you got another thing coming, man. You've got another thing coming. So, um, it's not good enough, bottom line. I, I would think that Mark Kingston knows that. I, I just don't understand why South Carolina not being able to hit has just become the, the staple of, of his teams. Bottom line, that, that's the staple of his teams. I mean, guys, you got one hit yesterday. One hit. One hit. And thank God the Tennessee outfielder didn't catch the ball. I mean, it went off the tip of his freaking glove, Brant Belk's double. Yeah, I mean, you, you're very close. You came very close to getting no hit, right? To getting no hit. You, you came very close to having a perfect game thrown against you. Do, do you understand that? And last year, Jack Leiter threw a no-hitter against you. I, I understand these are dominant arms. I get that. But, damn it, you see dominant arms every weekend. This isn't anything new. So, I, I don't know what Kingston or whoever's got to say something to, to the hitters offensively. You know, pitching, does it need to be better? Sure. But, I mean, guys, you, you got to score runs at some point, man. Your offense has got to help you. And I know those guys know that. Cool, but it, it's got to happen. What's not clicking offensively? That is my question. What is not clicking and that's the question that mark kingston will look to solve because guys hey the pressure's on man the, the the pressure real competitive pressure the pressure's on win or get out win or get out for mark kingston gotta find something swinging it man bottom line you, you know you're just it is going to be a very very poor season if you can't swing it any better than you did this past weekend i just you gotta swing it you gotta swing it uh, guys, let's move into the ooh, ooh award, which is the series MVP. And I know, obviously, on a weekend where you got swept, you say, Chris, who in the world would you pick? I'm going to give it, though, who had a sneaky good weekend. I'm going to give it to Kate Austin. Three and a third innings pitched, no hits, no runs, no earned, one walk, and five strikeouts. 
Um, again, sort of a guy that got overshadowed because of the negative result of the weekend, but he pitched his tail off on Saturday, man. I, I thought that was as good as he's looked all season. Fastball was electric, filled up the strike zone. That was the Cade Austin that I saw in the preseason and really thought he was going to be a top dude for you. So, again, Cade Austin, the winner of the Ooh Ooh Award. Congratulations to Cade. A fantastic outing, like I said, on Saturday. And I think you're definitely going to be seeing him get more options, more opportunities. It's probably one of your first guys out of the bullpen uh, for sure. Let's move into the slap dick of the weekend. And, guys, like I mentioned, we had a fantastic time in Knoxville. We had a great time in Tennessee. I think most of the fans were were very accommodating, but the Tennessee stadium security that was hassling us and giving us a tough time all weekend, shame on you, shame on you. I, I don't know if it's because we were Gamecocks or what was going on, but, you know, we had a couple buddies that, that, that were Tennessee guys that go to Tennessee, whatever, and they got us in the student section, no big deal. Well, Saturday we get kicked out of the student section for no reason, literally no reason, and then Sunday, just trying to we, – we sat in the section, I think, one over. And the ticket guy that kicked us out Saturday, hassling us and, and acting like we don't have tickets and, oh, let me see your tickets. I mean, like, bro, do you think I'm really lying to you that we have these seats 4 through 11 or whatever it might have been? So, Tennessee Stadium Security, stop taking your job so seriously and don't hassle the visiting fans who are just trying to come in do a little chirping maybe, but really just enjoy the games and have a good time. And especially on Sunday when it's like, we've already lost the first two games. We're here because we love the Gamecocks. We're here. We're diehard fans. Like, just give it a rest, bro. Just, just give it a rest. So Tennessee Stadium Security, you, my friends, are the slap dicks of the weekend. No doubt. No doubt. Congratulations. Uh, all right, let's move into who's hot, who's not, guys. Um Who's hot? I got nobody. I'm sorry. I got nobody. I just, after a weekend like you had, there, there's literally nobody with statistics I would look at and say, oh, yeah, he's really feeling it. He comes out of the weekend uh, swinging a hot stick. Or, you know, if you want to say a Kate Austin or, or a Matthew Becker, maybe you could say that as well. But I, hard for me to gift this one, guys, after as, as rough a weekend as you had. Uh, let's move into who's not. And, you know, again, we have to pick someone to win this. And, I knew it was going to come. I, I, you know, the the hot start he's had to the year, being a true freshman, getting an SEC play, I really figured, you know what, he's going to get a real dose of what this conference is about. And certainly Michael Braswell did over the weekend, 0 for 10 with six strikeouts. Again, Brazzy's fine. He's a great player. He's going to be a great player for us. But uh, I think this was sort of a welcome to the SEC type of weekend for him where, where you really find out, like, okay, these, these dudes are – it's a different level. These dudes are studs. They have film on me. They're going to pitch me differently. So, Brazzy will have to make the adjustment, and, and I think he will. But, uh, yeah, a, a rough weekend on Rocky Top for the youngster for sure. Uh, guys, let's dive into what's next for the Yardcocks. Tomorrow, Sal kind of will travel down to Charleston and take on the Citadel in a it – really, I'd call it a pivotal midweek game. I and, mean, obviously, after getting swept – uh, with the way the game went last year, um, kind of the craziness. And obviously, Citadel is going to look at the game as a, a great opportunity for them, them to get a W. And they want to take you down, which certainly we'll break that game down more on tomorrow's podcast. But you got the Tuesday midweek at the Citadel. And then this weekend, guys, as I mentioned, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, things don't get any easier because you take on the Vanderbilt Commodores, who are ranked in the top five right now. So, you know what? Hey. It's the SEC, man. Nobody's going to feel bad for you. Vandy's certainly not going to feel bad for you because you because you struggled last weekend or whatever. 
got to come out ready to play. So it should be a fun weekend at the yard. Obviously, those games, like I said, guys, are at Founders Park. Um, so going to be fun to get back in the friendly confines of Founders and watch the watch the boys take on Vandy. And, uh, you know, going to be an interesting weekend. How do you respond? That's what it's all about. How does this team respond? Because, again, guys, like I said, you can say whatever you want. They should fire this person. They should do this, do that, guys. Well, guess what? You, you, you can't just fold it in on the season. Um, there's a lot of baseball to be played, a lot of SEC games to go. And simply put, as I mentioned, you just you, you, you can't call it quits on the season. So got to find a way to bounce back quickly. It starts tomorrow night. And then, of course, Vandy comes to town and uh, going to be a fun weekend against the doors for sure. Uh, all right, guys, before we move into basketball news and notes, I do want to tell you about our friend, our latest sponsor, proud partner of the Spurs Up Show and the best real estate agent and the best real estate team in the local Columbia area. Of course, guys, I'm talking Marissa Kennedy, realtor and founding member of the Patrick O'Connor team with Coldwell Banker. Now, guys, this team helped over 250 families last year. They worked with both buyers and sellers in Columbia and the surrounding areas. They do premium advertising to sell your home faster with high-quality pictures and video. And last year, guys, get this, they sold homes for on average 5.4% more than the competition. Now, guys, right now we're in a seller's market, but Marissa is able to get buyers on a contract in new homes by being available to show homes as soon as they hit the market, collaborating with listing agents to write offers that meet the needs and wants of the sellers, and keeping up clear communication throughout the entire process to ensure they make it to the closing table without a hitch. Guys, if you're in the market, you need a realtor, call Marissa Kennedy today. Her number, 803 803- 406-1800. Again, that's 803-406-1800. Also go like her on Facebook at Marissa Kennedy Realtor. That's at Marissa Kennedy Realtor on Facebook. Again, guys, Marissa Kennedy Realtor and founding member of the Patrick O'Connor team with Goldwell Banker, the best real estate agent and best real estate team in Columbia. Check them out. And when you do, be sure to tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show Sent you. All right, let's talk some basketball, guys. As the Gamecocks women's advance to the Sweet 16, two big wins. Uh, obviously, guys, on Friday, you take down Howard 79 to 21. What a game that was. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible to limit them to 21 points. And then Sunday, you beat down Miami by a final score of 49 to 33 in a real defensive game. And again, guys, this is sort of you know, business as usual for South Carolina. I mean, the Gamecocks were literally a 47.5-point favorite on Friday and were a 24, I believe, point favorite on Sunday. So, again, going to be really exciting to see who South kind of will play in the Sweet 16. Of course, these games will now go from Columbia to Greensboro, North Carolina. So, again, going to be a ton of fun. But, uh, yeah, Howard and Miami, but taking down both those schools. Uh, the Gamecocks, obviously, you know, Dawn Staley talked about it. You know, when you have the talent, players make plays. And South Carolina's just, South Carolina's just the most talented team in women's college basketball, guys. And I think that's showing. And, again, Iowa got eliminated, so you won't be playing them. Um, you know, going to be really interesting to see how the rest of it plays out. But I think South Carolina's certainly headed in the right direction. Things trending, things trending well to see the Gamecocks make an appearance in the national championship. Uh, also, guys, on the basketball notes, as the coaching search rages on, Sean Miller, who we thought was the top candidate and was my top guy on my want list, uh, choosing Xavier, the Xavier job. So South Carolina now left scrambling. Will it be P BJ Mackey? Will it be Mike Boynton? Will it be Greg Marshall? Will it be somebody else? I don't know. I, I will just say this on the Sean Miller saga, because, of course, it, it started late Thursday with reports that Sean Miller was at Halls. He's in Columbia. They're, they're writing up the offer. They're going to give him the job, this, that, whatever. And 
that saga aside, Hallsgate 2022, whatever, of course, man, our good friend Mike Hewitt, which, by the way, Mike does a great job, and I, I don't know all the details, so I think it's kind of kind of dangerous to make assumptions. Uh, but either way, he, here's the bottom line. Whether he was at Halls or he wasn't, um, I, I'm really hesitant to blame Ray Tanner and blame the South Gun administration because this man literally took a million dollars less per year to go coach at Xavier. And he's been at Xavier before. He's got ties there. And, guys, I mean, I, I would ask you this. Let, let's, let's, all, let's all put our pride to the side and answer this question honestly. What's a better basketball program, Xavier or South Carolina? I, I think the answer, unfortunately, is pretty simple. I, I think it is. So when you factor in everything, it hurts. It hurts for sure because, again, Sean Miller was the guy that I wanted. Sean Miller was probably the guy that you wanted, but it didn't happen. So now you're left scrambling. Uh, I think there could be some value in a B.J. Mackey type hire or a Mike Boynton getting a guy in there taking sort of the Beamer route, um, a guy that, you know, loves USC and wants to be at USC and will embrace the job and embrace the school and embrace the program and maybe, again, very similar to football, sees what it can be. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, just, just tough to miss out on Miller, tough to miss out on Miller and what a weekend it was, what a saga it was obviously, but, uh, yeah, Sean Miller officially was Xavier. So South kind of left scrambling. Now I, I would imagine a hire has to come by the end of the week. I mean, it's just how, how much longer can you go without a coach, you know, with, with the portal being what it is and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you gotta go get a coach now. So Going to be interesting to see who Sal kind of lands on. But, uh, yeah, obviously, Sean Miller now with Xavier. So, we will look, we will wait and see who the Gamecocks are able to snag. Hey, let's move to your listener questions, guys, before we get out of here. Um, WFelder04 says, is there any chance that we make a regional? Yes. Yes, there is. I, I mean, listen, guys, you think back to last year, and we did end up winning the Sunday game. But Sal kind of lost two of three to Vandy to start SEC play. And, I mean, people felt kind of the same, honestly. People kind of felt the same. So is it doable? Is it possible? Yeah, absolutely, guys. Again, we got nine more SEC weekends. We got 37 more games. But it's, it's got to be resolved swinging the stick, man. It, that, that's got to change. If you can't swing the stick any better than you did, you got absolutely no chance. Um, Andrew, the textbook says, the state of South Carolina athletics is at an all-time low. I, I'll tell you, man, I, I don't know what it is with the men's side of things. Thank God for Shane Beamer, but it, it's just wild how things are trending with basketball and baseball. You can't beat your rival. I, it just feels like, man, something's got to give. You know what I mean? Something at some point has got to give. Um, yeah, it, it, it's tough right now for sure. Uh, Keith says, get rid of Kingston. <laughs> uh, Cade Brown says, do you think Tennessee will be the new number one team in the country after this weekend? Do they jump from seven to one? Probably not. But uh, Tennessee is without a doubt one of the best teams in college baseball. There's no question. Finally, uh, final question. Sanchelli Four says, how do you beat number one but get absolutely clocked by number seven? It's baseball, man. Baseball's random. The transitive property doesn't work in the game of baseball. None of that matters. You know what I mean? So, uh, bottom line is, you know, you show up and on any day you can get beat by anybody. And certainly when you're facing the Tennessee, who's got the type of talent they do in the arms and, and you don't swing it any better, you don't put any pressure on their pitchers, it's going to be a long weekend for you. So, listen, you got to find a way to bounce back. You know what? Doesn't matter. It is what it is. Got to have a short memory, show up to the yard, ready to work and take down Citadel and, who knows? I mean, you come in that weekend series against Vandy, and, I, I mean, dude, it's SEC baseball. Anything can happen. So, um, 
But, yeah, I mean, I, I know it's confusing. It's head-scratching to look so good against Texas on that Sunday and then look just so porous in Knoxville. But that's just where you are. And, uh, like I said, you'll look to bounce back and, and go from there. So, guys, with that being said, that's all from me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, would love to hear your thoughts on the series this weekend. Also, women's basketball, the coaching search, all that good stuff, guys. Again, would love to hear from you. The beauty is certainly in the banter. And we'll be doing a ton of that this week with baseball, basketball, the coaching search. You already know the drill content bleeding out the eyeballs. Folks, again, thank you all so much for the continued love and support when it comes to the business, the content, the merch, everything we do, man. I feel the love and I truly do appreciate it. And guys, you guys are TSUS would not be what it is and what it's becoming without your love and support. So again, guys, thank you all so much for that. With that being said, I'm out of here. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a fantastic rest of your Monday and we will talk to you tomorrow.